Hello and welcome to today's episode of Impart Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always, I am delighted and in fact very delighted to break the bread of God's word with you today. Friends, um, we're going to be talking about a particular phrase that is found in the Bible, used in the Bible on a few occasions. However, there are two particular individuals in the Bible who used this phrase and it has become a particular interest to me. And so we're going to be looking at that phrase. And ladies and gentlemen, that phrase is for these cause for these cause but before we go into the instances when it was used in the bible by these two individuals uh, let's get an understanding of what this phrase is and so we'll begin with the word cause okay dictionary definition of what is a cause a cause is a person or a thing that gives rise to an action a cause is a person or a thing that gives rise to an action, a phenomenon, or a condition. Okay. Secondly, a cause is a principle, an aim, or a movement to which one is committed. A principle, an aim, aim or a movement to which one is committed and which one is prepared to defend or advocate. Mm, that sounds very interesting. A principle, aim, or movement to which one is committed and which one is prepared to defend or advocate. Three, the reason or a purpose for any action, cause, the reason or purpose for any action. Now, there is another phrase that is used in, uh, in, yeah, in life generally, and it's called cause and effect. Okay, cause and effect. Now, let's look at what cause and effect is. Now, before even see, <clears throat> excuse me, cause and effect, if you are uh, a bit familiar with Bible quotes or biblical quotes, you would have come across this quote, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Now, the thing you do are like planted seeds. The thing you and I do are like planted seeds. And those seeds produce crop, which is a result of your action. So the action, in this case, is planting seed. And whenever a seed is planted, which is an action, the act of planting is an action. There is always a harvest that comes. Now, the, the crop that is produced from the planting, the action of planting, is the result. Okay, so cause and effect is simply actions and results, or actions and reactions. The quote, basically, is an example of cause and effect relationship. Your actions, sowing good or bad seed, produces a reaction a healthy or a rotten harvest, okay? Now, a cause is an action and the effect is a resulting reaction. Let me take that again. A cause is an action and the effect is a resulting reaction. 
cause and effect means that things happen because of something prompted them to, because something, sorry, prompted them to happen. Things happen because another thing, something, prompted them to happen. A cause is why something happens. An effect is what happens. All right. A cause is uh, why something happens. An effect is what happens. So, if you were to just post the two side by side, a cause will be a catalyst, a motive, a reason, an action. Catalyst, motive, reason, and action. The effect will be results, outcome, conditions, or occurrences produced by the cause. Yeah, I hope that's 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 clear enough. Now I want to go quickly into uh, the individuals that use the Bible that I want to reference today. Two particular individuals use this phrase in. Uh, their sentences, and also it was implied in other scriptures. The first person, or these two individuals really, are Paul and Jesus. Paul and Jesus. Apostle Paul and Jesus. Let's begin with Paul. In Ephesians chapter 3, uh, from verse 14 to 21, I'm going to read this, the scripture. The Bible says, For this cause, this is Paul talking, he said, for this cause, this is the reason now, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, and that he will grant you, this is what I'm praying for, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all sense what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Paul is saying, there is a reason for which I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Him bowing his knees basically means him praying. There is a reason for which I pray. There is a reason for which I pray. And the result and effect of my prayer, which I expect, is all the things he listed. I am praying for you for a purpose. I am sowing the seed. I am undertaking the action of praying for you for this cause. What is that effect? What I want to see, it's all the things that he listed that the Lord Almighty will grant you according to the riches of his glory that you will be strengthened. This is the effect, the reaction, the result. He's expecting as a result of his action of bowing his knees 
that you and I be strengthened with might in his spirit or in the spirit of the inner man. How? That Christ may dwell in you. For this cause, Paul prayed that Christ may dwell in your heart, in my heart, by faith that we are rooted and grounded in love. For this cause, he prayed that we are able to comprehend all or what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of God's word and love and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That's, that's that portion alone. You, you can open that portion alone and, and expound on it. And if it has so, so great rich meaning that you may know the love of God which passes knowledge to know a particular knowledge what he's saying to know to have an experiential knowledge is in having an experiential knowledge which is greater than the head knowledge to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge sounds like ambigu um, uh, uh, an ambiguous statement, but it's not ambiguity. It basically saying that we may have an experience with Christ of the love of Christ in experience, which he says it is greater than just having a head knowledge that Christ loves him. When you say God is a lover, it's coming from a place of experience that you have experienced the depth of his love, the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of this love. He says the experiencing of his love is greater than just the head knowledge that he loves you. And that is his prayer for this cause. He's expecting to see that reality in our life, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God, and it goes on to say, now unto him who is able, Paul is saying, for this cause I bow my knees. I pray for you that you may have a, a full experience of the benefits that you that is derived in Christ or from Christ. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly over and above all you can think of or ask of. Mm, that's all. Now, let's go to Jesus. When Jesus was brought before Pilate in the book of John chapter 18, verse 37, this is the conversation that ensued between Pilate and Jesus. Bible says, Pilate, in verse 37 of John chapter 18, Pilate therefore said unto him, the him being Jesus, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, listen to Jesus' answer. Jesus answered, Thou said that I am a king. To this end, he said, to this end, meaning for this cause was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. Why? That I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate says to him, Are you the king? Jesus says, You have said it correctly. He said, To this end, this was the purpose for my birth. And for this cause came I 
into the world. What is the cause? To bear witness unto the truth. That everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Now, the Amplified Version puts it in a certain way. This is what the Amplified says. Pilate said to him, Then you are a king. Jesus answered, You say it. You speak incorrectly. For I am a king. Certainly, I am a king. He says, This is why I was born. And for this have I come into the world to bear witness Right to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, who belongs to the truth, hears and listens to my voice. Paul says, I was, Jesus, sorry, says, I was born for this. I was born for this child of God. You too have been born for a purpose. You too have been created and born for a specific assignment. There is a reason for which you are here. All right, Romans 8, uh, 28 says uh, that all things works out together for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are the called according to his purpose, who are the called according to a cause, an assignment. There is a reason for your being born. There is a reason for your being created by God. Paul Jesus says, I was born for these. Let me ask you, have you found the reason for which you were born? Have you come to discover why you exist, why you were created? What were you born for? We need to begin to pray and examine ourselves and until we have come to the knowledge and begin to grasp the reason for which we exist. Jesus says, I was born for this. I was born to bear witness. I was born to bear witness of not everything but to bear witness of one thing and that thing is the truth. That everyone who is of the truth will be a friend of the truth, will hear my voice. This is the reason I prayed, Paul says, that you will experience Christ, the fullness and the full measure of all that God represents. Jesus comes here and says, I was born for this. Can I let you know very, very emphatic that you are born for a reason, you are born for a purpose, you are born for an assignment, you are not on an, an, an entity, you are not a mistake. There is a reason for which you were born. Let's go further. In First John chapter three, verse six to nine, Jesus again makes another statement, using or referring to this phrase. First John chapter three, verse six to nine. Here's what it says: So whoever abides in Him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. And it goes on to say, for this purpose... In other words, for this cause, the Son of God was manifested, I love this part, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of 
about to verse 8. He who sins is of the devil. And for the devil has sinned from the beginning, Jesus therefore says, for this purpose. Mm. The Son of God, for this cause, the Son of God was manifested. Why? That he might play around, that he might sleep. He said, no, that he might destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> now, this is where the breakthrough lies for me. Listen, Jesus is saying, I was born for a purpose. I was born for a reason. I was revealed for an assignment. I was made to manifest for a purpose. He said, Jesus was born. Child of God, let me remind you today that Jesus was born to destroy anything and everything that is not of God. The reason he was revealed to you and I, the reason he was manifested uh, is that he might destroy anything and everything that is not of God. Uh, he was manifested that he might destroy again anything and everything that is not of God. Not only that, he was manifested uh, that he might destroy Anything and everything that goes contrary to God's plan, purpose, and will. He was manifested that he might destroy anything, hear me closely, and everything that goes contrary to the plan, purpose, and the will of God. He was born and manifested, why? That he might destroy anything and everything which does not bring glory glory to God. Uh, child of God, hear me again on this. Uh, Jesus, your Jesus, our Lord and Savior was manifested, revealed, and born to destroy anything and everything. Hear me on this one. Anything and everything which makes a mockery of your salvation. Anything and everything which makes a mockery of your Christian experience. Anything and everything which is who perfects your life or perfects your life but is not of God. He was made manifest to destroy anything and everything that makes a mockery of your salvation and of your Christian experience child of God, that includes sin, that includes sicknesses, that includes diseases, that includes all forms of demonic oppression, that includes depression. Mm. That includes suicidal thoughts. Uh, that include all forms of calamities. Uh, that include marital breakdowns. Uh, that includes untimely death, sickness, diseases, uh, uh, sin, uh, demonic oppression, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, anxieties, calamities, uh, marital breakdown, untimely death, anything and everything uh, that is not of God, that does not bring glory to God. It is not the reason he was born. He was born to destroy anything that does not bring glory to him and unto him, unto God, if it's ever found in your life. He says, this is why I came. This is why I was revealed. This is why I was made manifest. Again, he was born to bring freedom <laughs> freedom, liberty, freedom, freedom to you and I. 
That's what the Bible says. Isaiah chapter 61, what we know as a messianic prophecy, the messianic prophecy in Isaiah chapter 61, even Jesus himself found it and read it in Luke chapter 4. But let's look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 61. Jesus, standing to read in the temple, says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is the cause now. He has anointed me to bring, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal or bind up brokenhearted. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who have done to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. If you ever find yourself in mourning, he says, I was born, I was sent here, I was made manifest that I might comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. Not only that, but to give them beauty for ashes. Beauty, that includes you, that includes you and your household. That includes your husband, your wife, your children. That includes everything that concerned here. To give them beauty for ashes. Not ashes for ashes, but beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees, uh, trees of righteousness, uh, the planting of the Lord, uh, that he may be glorified. I told you that he was born or made manifest to destroy anything and everything that does not bring glory to God. And here in Isaiah 61, in the end part of it, he said that he or that you and I might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. <laughs> so if there is ever anything in your life that is found in our lives that does not bring glory and honor to God, he says, I was born to destroy that. I came to come against that. This is the reason I was made manifest. The effect is to see you live a life of victory, a life of beauty and color, a life of glory, a life that will bring honor to God. This should be the effect of the reason for which he came or was made manifest. <laughs> John chapter 10 verse 10 says to you and I, that the thief cometh not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is the reason, the cause for which the thief, in this case referring to the enemy, the devil, the adversary, Satan, and all his cohorts, they come to kill, steal, or still kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, Jesus says, but I have come that you, that you, that you who's listening to me, that you, Yes, you. I mean you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. I'm referring to you. I mean you exactly. It's you that you may have life and that you may have it even more abundantly. 
That's the reason he came, that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. Friends, child of God, I have come to remind you that for this cause was he born. For this cause was he made manifest that you may be free from everything that seeks to hold you down and bound you bind you from every form of unlawful captivity. Even the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 14 that the lawful captive shall be delivered. The lawful captive shall be rescued. And for this cause was he made manifest that he might destroy every and any work of darkness uh, from sin to sickness to pain to calamity to all forms of disaster. Jesus came and was born. He was born for that. You too have been born for a reason. You've been born for a purpose. And so go into this day and into this week and experience the fullness, the full benefit of the reason for which he was born. You have been free from depression. You have been set free from every form and all forms of captivity. Go into the stay and this week and walk in the freedom, in the reality of the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus, that you may know, like Paul says, uh, the love of God which passes all knowledge. Have an experiential knowledge. Uh, know in experience in experience, in experience, in every area of your life. That's my prayer for you, that this week you will experience God like never before. <laughs> you are born to win. You are born to succeed. You are born to excel. Listen, I'm going to stop right here. Before I close today, I want to give an opportunity. If you are listening to me and you have not made Jesus, this same Jesus, the Lord of your Savior, you can do it now because that's the basic, that's where it begins. You do not lay claim to all the things I've said here if you have not surrendered your life to Christ. That's where it begins. And so I want to lead you in a very short and simple prayer. Just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today knowing and confessing I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe with all of my heart that you are the son of God and that you were revealed. You came uh, to give me a new life. And so I receive you today into my life. I ask you, come into my heart, come into my life, change my life. I surrender my life to you. And from today, I confess you as my Lord and my savior. Amen. Listen, if you have said that prayer, you are born again. You have been enlisted into the kingdom of God, having been caught now out of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. And by so doing, you qualify to walk in this victory. He was born that you may have a life and even more abundantly. Therefore, go and prosper and be all that he has called you to be for this cause you too have been born for a cause let's say i'm gonna stop here have yourself a wonderful day a wonderful week till i come here again i remain yours truly pastor george stay blessed <laughs>